think we can do this, right? I think we can do this and we can do this. I don't know, I don't think there's any other animal on the planet that can do both this and this, right? We, we get to grip things in, in ways. Do you thumb? How's your thumb going? Okay. Show them. Sorry. It's like a right angle. Is that helpful? Not really. You hold things in different ways. Yeah. Could be useful. You decide to put it on Okay. You never know how these gifts may become useful at some point in, in the future, right? I think hands are amazing. And uh, they, they have the capacity to do great good. Tell me some of the truly wonderful and beautiful things people can do with their hands. What are some beautiful things? Yes. Pottery. All right. Anybody make pottery? That's messy but fun. People. Stroke with people love. with love, like, a, like a, on the shoulder or, or through the hair. Someone's uh, with their permission, yeah. right? Okay. Not random, not random people. Okay, no, okay. people you know. Yes. Sure. I think like cooking and baking. Cooking and baking, yeah. using the hands for that. Yes. Yeah. Massage. Massage. Don't you love a good massage? Oh, yeah. it makes you feel so much better. Braiding. Sorry? Braiding. Braiding? Uh, yes. Yes, I've done all that myself. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. right, excellent. Okay, music. Using your hands. Right, playing an instrument. Yeah. What? Writing. Yeah, what would be good, to, what would be a beautiful thing to do with writing? Yeah? Okay, that we've got the Bible, someone wrote the Bible with their hands, right? Four games, yeah. Go back to writing, writing a nice card for your mother. Yeah, or, yeah, or something. Okay. People we need desperately. Yes, yes. People use their hands to communicate, you know, definitely that. Isn't it amazing when you're sitting there and you're like, I've seen this at service stations more than anywhere else, or train stations where I've seen two people sitting and thinking something looked a bit strange and I look more closely and you see them communicating with the sign language so rapidly. It's actually a beautiful thing to watch. It's almost balletic. Yes. Out of a piece of stone, so hard, and that's something so beautiful and, and shapely, isn't it? Incredible, yeah. And hands amazing. I think people use hand too for direction, because that hand. Okay. Uh, yeah. Giving a direction. It's a beautiful thing when you're lost, <laughs> and someone can point you in the right direction. You feel good about that, right? As long as it's the right direction. No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> explain. Because you take a shower and you see steam on the glass and you bring your hand on the glass and you put your toes and it's exactly like that. I think it's just you. Really. <laughs> 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 no, everybody's going to try that. Okay, everybody try that when you're in the shower next. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. 
that's so true. We take it for granted. We take it for granted that we can use our hands for, for things like that. I spent last weekend, uh, last weekend, where are we? Weekend, week so I was in Kent visiting my parents. My mum is uh, 81 and crippled with arthritis. And uh, so we've been talking about her getting a mobility scooter. So I took her to a mobility scooter showroom to try out all these mobility scooters. She loved it. She's out of the way all the time. But you know, she can't. She can't propel herself in a wheelchair. She just doesn't have the strength in the hands one one do it. Uh, she can't walk more than a few yards on sticks. So again, you take your hands for granted. Um, and there's something God gave us, which is so amazing. Simple, but profound. What we're doing with our hands. Um, our hands can be used for good. They can also be used for evil. I was thinking about my earliest recollection of using my hands. I was trying to think back to when I was a kid. That was the earliest I can remember. And the first thing I can remember, unfortunately, is when I was a little bit naughty. Not like any of the children here, because I know all the children here are really, really good. But I was a bit naughty. And when I was five, we went on holiday to Wales. And I wanted some sweets. And my parents, believe it or not, kids, some parents don't let you have all the sweets you want. I mean, I, I apparently so. And my parents were like that, and they wouldn't let me have any sweets. And we were on holiday, and I knew there was a sweet shop in the village. So I went to my mum's purse. I opened her purse with my hands, and I took out some money. Now, I have to bear in mind, I was five, and this was 1966. And when you took a five-pound note out of your mother's purse in 1966, she was going to notice. If I'd had any sense, which of course I didn't at five years old, I would have taken out a shilling. For those of you who remember a shilling, the equivalent of 5p today. But I took out a five-pound note. I went to the shop, and I don't know how I managed to persuade the shopkeeper, but he gave me five pounds worth of, of sweet. A huge amount. Uh, not quite five pounds, but a little bit of change, but uh, most of it. And I took it back to my room and I ate quite a lot of the sweets. Well, of course, my mother found out. My father came in to question me about, about this. And let's say he used his hand to significant effect to persuade me to confess. So my mother got some of her money back. And I learned a valuable lesson about what it is good to use your hands for and what it is not so good to use your hands for. Um, when my mother was in hospital a few years later, when I was nine years old, my mother taught me how to make bread and butter pudding so that my father would have a pudding when he came home from work because he liked his puddings. So I made bread and butter pudding every night for a week while my mother was in hospital with my hands. And my father did not complain. Good for him. Uh, I remember my mother using her hands to help me when I was not well. I, I had a problem with my feet and the skin on my feet when I was about 10 years old, which meant I had to have my feet bathed three times a day in an iodine solution. So I did it in the morning before going to school and in the evening. But that meant I had to come home from school every lunchtime. And I came home and my mother would get down and wash my feet in this iodine solution. 
every day for, I think it was about a month. That's an act of love, isn't it? To bathe somebody else's feet using her own hands. I, of course, still remember that all these years later. I think of my piano teacher who taught me how to play piano, guiding my hands, showing me how to create something hopefully beautiful with my hands on the piano. I think of my choir master who taught me to sing but also used his hands to conduct and show us how to sing in harmony in a beautiful way. We need hands. I think about the surgeon who used his hands to heal my knees. I've had six knee operations. Um, two on this one and four on this one. Um, I'm very grateful that he used his skill and his hands to heal my knees so I can still walk around uh, today. And last of all, in terms of my own recollections, those of us who have a boyfriend, girlfriend, who have had or are married, you may remember that moment when you dared to take the hand of your hopeful girlfriend, boyfriend, for the first time, and they, they accepted your hand, and the electricity that shot between your hands and through your whole body as they took your hand for the first time. Wow, how lucky I am. Wow. We didn't let go for a long time. Remember that feeling? Special things that happen with our hands, special moments. And we are so lucky that we live in a world where God has made so many things so amazing by the power of his hand. Can I ask someone to read for us Psalm 19? Psalm 19 verse 1. We're going to start there. We're going to talk about God's hands, the hands of Jesus, and our own hands. Psalm 19 is our first verse. Uh, Shelby, would you read that for us? Just one verse. Just that one verse for now. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. So what can we see in the skies, children? What do we see in the skies that tell us about God's hands? What do we see? Any of the kids know? Yes. The sun. Thank you, sun, for all the warmth we get. Yes. The clouds as well as sometimes high in the sun. Yes. A what? A plane. A plane is in the sky that God made for it to fly through. Exactly. What else do we see in this? Anybody? What else do we see? Stars. Beautiful, aren't they? Amazing to see the stars. The moon, bright and shining. Yes. Birds fly through the skies. They do, aren't they? Beautiful. Amazing. What else do we see? Adults, what do we see that we admire, that God has made? Okay, all the all that. A rainbow. Every time you see a rainbow, don't you want to just stop your car if you're driving and just stop and have a look? Beautiful. Yes, there's a hand over here somewhere. Sky is beautiful. Thunder last night. Thunder and the lightning. The lightning, isn't it? I mean, it's it's impressive to watch, even if it is uh, annoying when you're trying to sleep. Um, yes. Yeah, the cloud. Cloud. Sunset. Who's ever complained about a sunset? Oh, look at that beautiful sunset. I don't like it. I mean, it just makes you go, wow, a beautiful sunset, right? God has made this world so beautifully. It's amazing. Let's have a look at Psalm 95 now. Psalm 95, verse 5. Who can read that for us? 
Psalm 95 and verse 5. What else has God done? Psalm 95, verse 5. Yeah, have we got it over there? Can you read it for us? His hands formed the dry land. I mean, we talked about sculpture coming out of stone. That's quite impressive. But to make the whole land? I mean, God's power is displayed in creation. What his hands have made. In amazing. The power and the creativity. What about Jesus? Let's talk about his hands for a minute. Uh, Mark 8. Could someone read Mark 8 nice and loud from verse 23 to verse 25? Mark 8, 23 to 25. The hands of Jesus. Give me. Okay, yes, please, would you? Nice enough. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spat on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. He saw everything clearly. And Jesus put his hands on his eyes. What are some of the most impressive things that Jesus did with his hands? Think about what you know about Jesus and what he did with his hands. What are some of the most interesting, impressive, inspiring things that he did with his hands? What can you think of? Washing the feet of his disciples. An impressive thing to do in any sense, but especially as the Son of God. Yes. Uh, I think the way he Breaking the bread. On the road to Emmaus. Right, very significant. Yes. Okay. We love the sky. Okay, a lot of healings that involved him laying his hand. Sometimes he didn't lay his hand, right? But a lot of the time he did. Okay. What else? He had those nails. Okay. Offering his hand. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Which we'll come back to. Thank you. Okay, what else? Yes? You can quite. Oh, turning the water into wine. Yeah. So that the, the, the water was brought to him and then he turned it into wine. Very impressive. It takes me weeks to make wine. <laughs> Jesus did it like that. Okay, good. Have we got any other things? Yes. Yeah, I, I personally like the fact that we need to Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was a practical man, for sure. Somehow, right. He has a little bit of bread, a little cup of fish, and he, and he breaks that bread. And I don't know what he does with the fish exactly, but suddenly there's enough for a crowd of thousands. 
And he does that just with his hands. What an amazing ability. What, what could you do with that power if you had that yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? it, yes, over there, or Simon first, or, or Marco. Okay. And Jesus' friend Peter takes that step out of the boat and starts to sing. Ah. And Jesus gives him that open hand and says, God brings him back into the drive. Isn't that great? Yeah. Because at that point, Peter's been faithful, and then he's become faithless, and Jesus still stoops by the hand to take him up out of the water. That's a, a wonderful sign of grace. Uh, you were going to say Absolutely, that's what I'm trying to say. One. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah. Excellent. Mark. Oh, they, when, he, when he threw over the tables of the money changers, he used his hands in strength. And you, talk, you talked about it being a carpenter. That strength he used to, de- to demonstrate something about God's hearts. Yes. I mean, honestly, we could sit here for the next hour and list all the things Jesus did with his hands and all the amazing things he did, either stated specifically or implied, as we read through the Gospels. The thing that I would like us to ponder thinking about the hands of Jesus is how is anybody going to know what his heart was? How is anybody going to know what his message really was about the character of God unless he, he showed it through the way he used his hands? His voice wasn't enough, right? There had to be a life connected to the voice. There had to be actions. And yes, his feet took him places and other parts of his body, but but the most personal, the most intimate, the most impressive, or the most meaningful part of what he did was through his hands, wasn't it? And through his hands, he demonstrated and revealed the power of God, in the healings and miracles, and the compassion of God, the love of God, through who he touched, who no one else would touch. And the conditions and circumstances in which they were, as they were sick or ill or messed up in some way or other, his hands showed that there was no barrier between God and anybody. What a beautiful thing it is that Jesus used his hands to show the power of God and the love of God. Now let's think about our hands. Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. Could someone read that one for us, please? Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. Can we do that one? Marvel, nice and loud, please. Thank you very much. Well read. Make a preacher out of that man. Um, so, this doesn't cover everything the Bible could teach us about how to use our hands, but I like the principle. I like the principle that we must do, we, we can do something useful with our hands. 
you can do useful things with your hands. I can do useful things with mine. Yeah. On Christ's behalf, inspired by what Jesus has done. So that we have something to share with those in need. Isn't this so important, right? That the, the standard idea of how we might use our hands in this world is to grab things for ourselves. I need, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. The Christian attitude is completely the opposite. It's, I've been given so much, I'm going to give this and give that and give this and give that. I have plenty. So you've received, so therefore freely give, Jesus said, right? I can give. And I'm not worried about what I need because Jesus has got my back. He's going to resupply me. I need to give and give and give. Now it takes thought because he says in this verse, he does say, um, do something useful so that you can have something to share. So there is an active part. Our part is to figure out what we have that's useful and who the people are that what we have can be useful to. That's our part. Then God will fill us up. I, I feel very encouraged by this because it's quite simple. Yeah. The Christian life, most of it, is quite simple. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it is simple. Most of the Christian life is giving. Mm -hmm. Giving. Mm -hmm. Receiving from God and giving to other people. And I know when I'm doing okay with God, but my life is mostly about giving. And I know when I'm not doing so okay with God, and I'm more distant from you, where I'm actually looking for people to give to me. And I have days like that. Days, usually days when I'm more tired than usual. Days when I'm not feeling very well. I'm on a bad angle. Or, or I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying when, I'm, when I have. Or when I'm not feeling well and I want people to give to me. I'm, you know, or when I've had some bad news and I'm discouraged and I want people to make me feel well. Give to me. I forget that I have God to give to me. And if someone gives to me or not, is it really easy? Because God gives to me. And I can carry on giving. And some of my most encouraged moments have been when I've been most needy, but I've been maybe able by God's grace to be most given. It's in that emptiness, somehow the giving seems, what God gives me back seems more meaningful. Not to say there aren't times to receive, there are, of course, but it's just there's something about giving that helps us to be truly happy. Mm -hmm. The happiness doesn't come with what we receive. The happiness comes with what we give. It's meaningful. And that's how Jesus lived his life. And I'd like to encourage us to think about you know the week ahead. How could we use our hands to give? Hands inspired by the hands of Jesus. Hands inspired by the magnificent power of God and by His, His glory, His power, the compassion of Jesus. What could our hands do? What could our children's hands do that would be good um, at school or around the home or with friends? For the adults, what could our hands be doing that are good? Not just mundane and ordinary, but something generous, something... Something deliberately kind, even when we're not receiving the kindness. Somebody, I talked about this earlier, was it here? Somewhere else talked about one of the most beautiful things a hand can do is to shake the hand of someone who's your enemy. I thought, that's very profound. I don't want to shake my enemy's hand. I want to do something else with my hand to my enemy, right? But to do that, to, to love our enemy. 
And yes, the Bible says pray for your enemy, but it says love your enemy. And love isn't just praying. It's kindness. It's generosity. I think this is quite simple. But I think actually it's quite challenging. Because it's about the practical application of our Christian faith. What we do with our hands demonstrates how much we believe in the power of God and how much we accept and believe in and want to imitate the love of God. So let us make a resolution this week to use our hands in that kind of way. God created the beauty we see around us with his hands. Jesus recreated the beauty that we see in his life despite the damage that humankind did to and does to God's creation. We have the opportunity with our hands to go and show this same beauty to the world. Our hands are beautiful. There's a verse in the Bible that says how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the news. I think we could also say how beautiful are the hands of those who bring the good news of God's love through their hands to this world. What we're going to do now is we're going to take communion, some bread and wine, which we take only because, as I think Chevy said, Jesus offered his hands on the cross so that we could benefit from the blood that was shed and his body was broken. So we're taking the bread as a remembrance of the body that he gave and we're taking the wine as a remembrance of the blood that he shed. Trusting that that sacrifice means that we have confidence in the forgiveness of our own sin and confidence for the future. So let's bow our heads. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you have made such an amazing world. And we thank you that Jesus showed it to you.